Hey, welcome to the Transforming Life Church podcast. We hope this encourages you and inspires you in your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message. How are we doing today? Am I good? It's good to see everybody. Thanks for being here um, today. Uh, we're we're going to have some time in God's Word, and then I'm excited we get to all share a little bit pre-Thanksgiving uh, meal together. Just excited about a little turkey today. We've got lots of turkey that's already been smoked and everything. Uh, I'm excited to just hang out with, with my church family after service. So if you are with us today, maybe you're guests and you didn't expect that, but hey, we, we, we're going to feed you today if you'd like to stay and hang out. Everybody, you're welcome to stay. It's going to be uh, right next door uh, in our fellowship hall there, and uh, there's lots of good food. Many of you brought some dishes and some desserts, so I'm, I'm excited. But, but if you will, if we can take some time and dive into God's Word together, I believe it can change our lives. I mean, you believe that today, God's Word changes us, right? And, uh, and so I believe if we'll hang on for a few minutes, if you won't think about turkey and dressing and, and all those yummy desserts that are next door, I know Miss Linda, I know, I know you're here today, so I've I, I got a good feeling there might be some banana pudding uh, waiting for me, um, and so... I'm excited about that, but man, I'm excited about God's Word and, uh, and what it does for us if we will read it and apply it to our life. Uh, real quick before we dive into that, I just want to celebrate a couple people because this was kind of a, a busy weekend, uh, but uh, I know uh, Caesar, our boys ministry director, uh, he and his team uh, had a, a camp out for our boys, uh, what was that, Friday night? I was there, I should remember, but um, but yeah, Friday night, got to spend some time camping out and, Enjoying the beautiful weather, some campfires. No kids got burned, so hey, that was a win. That was great. Uh, it was close a couple times, uh, but, but man, Caesar and his team, Caesar and Eric, and, and a couple of those other guys, Don, they just do a great job on Wednesday nights, uh, pouring into our boys and mentoring them, giving them a foundation in God's word and who God is. And then Trevor, our youth pastor, took a bunch of teenagers and youth leaders to uh, Orlando. Or no, not Orlando. I'm so used to being in Orlando. In Lakeland this weekend, there was a conference uh, that was there this weekend. I know God moved in an incredible way. And it was just, I know it's a, a busy, tiring weekend. But, but when you see lights touched and change, it, it's all worth it. Amen. And so if you have any teenagers or if you have some boys or even girls in elementary school, Wednesday nights um, are the place for them to come and just learn about God's love on their level, but also just be loved on and poured into and mentored, and it's an incredible time. If you've got teenagers or, or, or elementary school students in your neighborhoods or in your families that maybe don't have anything going on on Wednesday night, then invite them. Invite them here. We love to have them uh, for that. Have you ever been told that you get out of what you put into? Right? Could be anything. Could be school. Could be your job. It could be a hobby. I know we got... Uh, a lot of athletes here today, a lot of young athletes in our kids' ministry, a lot of parents involved in those sorts of things. And we constantly tell our kids all the time, listen, you're, you're going to get out of it what you put into it, right? Come on, come on, teenagers. How many of your parents you told you that you're, you're studying or you're supposed to be studying, right? But you get out of it what you put into it, right? You may have heard that a time or two um, in your life. If you go to the bank and you go to ask them for an amount of money that's not in your account, Eddie. That's not going to work, is it? Why? Because you have not put into, you have not deposited into that account. Unless you take out a loan, right? Get out of what you put into it. Some days, you know, I go to the gym, and I have some motivation, see? So I'm like, ah, dude, I'm feeling strong today. I've had my oatmeal, my Wheaties. I'm like, I'm ready to do this thing, ready to go to some bench press, and I'm feeling, feeling good. But, but most days... 
Most days, I don't have that motivation. Most days, I go in there and I'm thinking, you know, I really should do some abs, you know? Like, but I hate doing abs. Like, I really hate doing abs. I don't really want to do it today. And so I skip it. And then, you know, so then it doesn't work, right? Going to the gym really doesn't work if you don't do the work because you get out of it what you put. But, you know, I don't know if you've seen these commercials. They got all these new fancy equipment now, right? These Peloton bikes. I see these commercials and I'm wondering, that really works, you know? Because the draw is that you can go on there and it's this kind of online experience and you can kind of do it with other people. Come on, Peloton, you can do it. You know, you've got this basically this personal trainer. And sometimes you can get scenery on there so it looks like you're biking through like mountains or something like that. You know, I wonder if that really, like, really works, you know? I wonder if it really works. But, but maybe you bought some equipment like that and you were like, man, you know, I'm going to get fit. Work out, spend some time, and get, get things back in shape. And maybe you get this device, they're expensive, and, and, or it's an elliptical, or a treadmill, or whatever it might be, and, and, and you spend the money on it, you get at the house, and you unbox it, and it's like, all right, it's time to get, it's time to work out, it's time to get fit. And, and weeks go by, days go by, months go by, and it's like, man, this thing is not working. I'm not, I'm not losing weight, I'm not getting in shape, I don't know what the problem is, I'm taking this thing back, Eric. I'm taking this back, I'm going to sell it, I'm going to sell it on the marketplace, I'm going to... I'm going to put it out there, I'm going to sell it. And you're going to get asked, hey, why, why are you selling? Is there anything wrong with it? Well, no, there's nothing wrong with it. I just never used it. Right? You get out of it what you put into it, right? Get out of it what you put into it. You know, my son, um, Aiden, he, he struggles with, with writing. And not because he can't do it, because he, he just doesn't like to spend time doing it. <laughs> I don't blame him, man, but yeah, do it. And he just kind of rushes through. He wants to be the first done. So he's taking tests. He wants to be the first one done. Because he's so competitive. And his mind is constantly going. So he wants to be the first one done. So he just scribbles, scribbles, whatever on there. And turns in and he's like, I did it. But did you really do it? So we, you know, we've been taking it to a tutor uh, once a week. And, and he's been working on it, working on it. And I think it was just last week. He comes in and says, like, Dad, I pulled my grade up. A whole letter grade. Like, Let's go. Yeah, that's awesome. I said, look. I said, see, you can do it. And I know you can do it now, so that you can't get out of it. I know you can do it. You just got to work. And sometimes hard work pays off, right? Because you get out of it what you put into it. The Bible refers to this, and, and it talks about reaping and sowing. Maybe you've heard that. Maybe if you've never even been to church before, you've at least heard something, that phrase or something along the line of reaping and sowing. As a disciple and follower of Christ, we are called to multiply. Like, God is the God of multiplication. If you don't like math, just, it, it is what it is. Right? Let me tell you what he's not about is division. And there's a lot of that going around the world today. And unfortunately, it creeps into the church from time to time. God's about multiplication. And he calls us as disciples to multiply. What did he say in the Great Commission that we know is the Great Commission? Go and do what? Make other disciples. Disciples make disciples. But we've left that to pastoral staff. We've left that to certain things. But we are, you are a disciple of Christ. You are called to make other disciples. Who are you mentoring? Who are you bringing alongside of you in the journey? Paul said it like this. He said, follow me as I follow Christ. So who are you doing that in your life, right? So many times we limit discipleship to, hey, here's a touch card. Come to church. But that's not really discipleship. That's great. You should do that too. Please, and black people, we should do that. But what about... Actual disciple. 
Right? We're, we're called to multiply. Not just discipleship, but, but, but when we give in our offering, God multiplies that. There's so many ways that God multiplies what is given. And we're going to look through that today as we study God's word. In your life, God may have healed you. Anybody been healed? God's healed your life? Come on. You've been healed physically, mentally, emotionally. Through some way, shape, or God has healed you. Guess what? Healed people should help heal people. Right? Come on, you've been saved, set free, baptized, the Holy Spirit. Come on, God has saved you from some junk in your life, from some mess, and God has changed your life forever. Guess what? Saved people should help save people. You've got a story to tell. I don't care if it was super radical and God delivered you out of some crazy stuff, or, or maybe it was that God saved you, right? You are not the same, and you've got a story that should be told to others. It's not meant for us to sit on and hold on to, right? So, so, so we're meant to multiply. We're meant to do something with it. There's too many consumer Christians. We're called to be spiritual contributors, right? We, we, we weren't called to come and sit on a pew and on our blessed insurance. We were called to just come and sit in church and not be the extent of our spiritual lives. We were called to be contributors. We were called to do something with what God has done in our life. And you get out of this thing what you put into it. You reap what you sow. There's so many people go to church and they say, I'm just not being fed here. But are you putting in? Are you showing up and are you serving? Are you doing things? Or are, you, are we just coming in expecting to be spoon fed every little thing? Right? Um, don't get me wrong, man. Don't, don't feel like I'm thankful you are here. Okay? Trust me. But come on. We, we've got to take it a step further than what we do sometimes. Are you a sower? I don't mean like crochet and stuff like that, right? Are you a sower? Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Starting in verse 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. The Apostle Paul, uh, we see uh, many letters in the New Testament where he's writing these different churches in these different areas. This one to uh, Corinth. And uh, we, we see where he, he's kind of overseeing all these different churches, right? He can't be there physically at all. But he writes these letters, many of them from prison, to encourage this church to be the people God is calling them to be. Yeah, a lot of people have converted from uh, being Jewish to now Following Christ, a lot of things have, have changed since Jesus died, and, and so there's some confusion oftentimes that we see Paul address. There's false teaching that we see a lot of times that Paul addresses. There's, there's different things that have crept into the church at times that we see Paul address in these different letters. But many of it is to correct them, many of it is to lead and guide them on the right path of following Christ so that they can become true disciples. And in this particular passage, we see this call to be a contributor in the kingdom of God, a, a multiplier, not just sitting by, but contributing. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, starting in verse 6. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. You get it once you... Get out of it what you put in, right? Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able, someone say able. Well, God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all you need, you will abound in every good work, as it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor, their righteousness 
endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Let's pray. Father, I love you and I thank you for your word. I pray that it challenges us and it changes us. God, to be true disciples, to, to follow you, God, to follow your word, to follow your ways, God, to trust in you in every part of our life, that we would be givers. God, that we would not sit back and just uh, consume, but God, we would contribute, Lord. So change us, change any mindsets in the room, any mentalities that are wrong, any ideas, Lord, any thoughts, things, God, that maybe we've been trying to do and maybe we've learned God, change us by the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. There's a time as we give our life to Christ and we pursue him and we're, we're, we're following him. That there's a time when, you know what, it is all about us. And there's a time when we, we should be uh, consumers. We should be learning. We should be growing. Uh, there's a, there's a, a time about us. But as we follow Christ, right, we learn that we are to deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow him, right? As we follow Christ, we learn it's, it's not just about us. That We learn to love God and, and love others. We learn to put God first in our lives. So there should be this process of transformation that happens from the inside out, right? Of changing us from consumers to contributors. It's, it's the difference really between immaturity and maturity, right? Yeah. Immature people want to receive. Mature people know what they love to get. Like when you're a kid, we're, we're immature, right? Christmas is right here. It's right around the corner. Right? It, it, it's in full effect. Whether you like it being before Thanksgiving or not, it's, it's here. It's happening. It's in the store. It's on the radio. It's here, right? And, and Christmas is oftentimes when you're a kid, Christmas is about me, right? We try to teach our kids, no, it's not about you. It's about Jesus and it's not about the gifts, even though it's a, a great part of it. But, but for a lot of times, the kids, are, it's about me. It's, it's about my toys, right? And, and how many of you, your kids, have been at family gatherings at Christmas time? They're opening up their gifts, and, and they, they get through all the gifts, and I'm like, oh, is this it? How many of you have had to backhand the kid a few times? Like, come on, don't even lie. Don't you say that. You even prep them before you get to, to, the, to the, the, the event. Like, you better not say nothing. You, whatever you get, you have you got anything, right? But kids are like that. Why? Because they're, they're immature. Like, we, we're, we're honestly kind of selfish when we're kids, right? Or, or they get the gift, they open up, like, socks, granny? Like, I don't know. You need some socks. But then when you become an adult, you're like, oh, socks, yeah, all right. Underwear, yeah, let's go. Like, it's the only time of year you get it, you know? Jesus, when you become an adult. When you're a kid, Christmas Eve, you're like, you're getting up throughout the night, like, oh, you know, by the time she has to go to the bathroom in the night, really? Like, really? No, no, you're, you're getting up. You remember when you were a kid. Come on, you're getting up, and you're like, I gotta go to the bathroom. And it's like, and you're peeking out the tree, you see that bike is there, right? You see whatever toys Santa may have brought, you know? Yeah. Why? Because it's all about me when I was a kid. As you become an adult, right? As you mature, uh, we get excited about giving. We, we get excited about uh, seeing our kids open their gifts and the joy it brings to them. We get excited about, man, I can't wait to see Dad open open this chainsaw that I bought him or whatever it is. You know, Dad's got tools, right? And, 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 and he's like, man, I wonder, I wonder what Granny's going to open up. I can't, can't 
can't wait to see everything's light up this Christmas, you know? Like, and we get it. When we're adults, it should shift. Like, for most of us, I would say it shifts. And we, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like getting stuff, too, you know? But, man, it's, it's, it's fun when you give to someone. It's like you try to get that, that perfect gift, and you see they open it, and it's like, oh, yes, I did it. You know? like, it, it, it fills you with joy. Like, I know why Roger and Rita um, like to do Christmas joy. Uh, because if you've ever been to one of those little parties and you see the kids opening these gifts that they may not have otherwise gotten, right? And, and they open it and you see their face light up, man. If, if you don't cry when that happens, then something's wrong with you. Because it's, man, it's, it, 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 it's joyful. Like, it's so much better to give, right? It's so much better. To give. It's more fun. It, it's more joyful when we give. Come on, you've been blessed, amen? Come on, somebody, you might as well admit it. Maybe life's been rough the past couple years, but come on. Are truly blessed. And if you've been blessed by God, guess what? You have more than enough. I know it might not seem like it at times, but 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 you have more than enough. And because we are blessed, we get to be a blessing, or at least we should be a blessing to something. And it's not just about money. Come on, if you're cringing a little bit and you're holding on to your wallet today because you kind of feel it, I think he's talking about money today. Um, then, and I don't like when church talking about money. I think church should talk about money, right? Because money is the number one thing in contention with our heart. And that's why some of you grab your wallet a little tighter. But it's not just about money. It's about giving our life. It's about loving on others. It's about taking time to pray with someone else. It's about leading someone to accept Christ. It's about doing something for somebody else. It's about multiplying in God's kingdom. It's about because God has done something in me. I know he wants to do something through me. I know that the God's salvation is not just for me, but I know I got family members that are lost. I know I got neighbors that need Jesus. I know I got schoolmates at, 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 at all the different schools that you guys represent that need Jesus. There's a lost and dying world that needs to hear my story. Right? So I can't, we can't hold on to all this stuff. We were called to be contributors. We were called to give, whether that's your money, your time, your talents, your, your treasures, your life, whatever it is. We can easily become fat Christians. Don't get offended because I said fat. I ain't talking about what you think I am. But we can come in and we can get full on his grace, and I hope you do. We can come in and we can get full on his love and his power and his presence. And I pray to God that you do. But it's not meant to just fill us up. Come on, we were meant to be filled so that we can pour out. It's not just for us. This is not about... Man, if you come in week in and week out, you leave complaining because maybe they didn't play your favorite song during worship. Or you come in thinking all these things. Maybe it ain't about you. This is about, this is about one. It's about the one who has given us life. It's about the one who has given us everything that we have and that we are. And for that reason, we should give. We should want to give. It shouldn't be, uh, uh, as the word said, it shouldn't be out of, out of just, oh, I know I have to give. The Bible says I have to give. No, we should want to give. After everything that God has done, I should want to give my life as a sacrifice to him. We are meant to pour out, to give, to be contributors God, you know, uh, so many times we come in and it's about our needs. God, I need your love. Yeah, yeah, we do. God, I need your grace. Yeah, God, I need your forgiveness. Absolutely, we need all those things. But sometimes we get so needy that we never reach out to others in need. God wants to do something in you to do something through you. 
2 Corinthians 9, 8 that we read. God is able to bless you abundantly. Come on, somebody ought to shout for that right now. God is able to bless you abundantly. Come on, you are blessed. So that in all things, at all times, having all you need, you will abound in your bank account. He will bless you abundantly so you have everything you need to have more stuff in your garage. He will have everything that you need. No, what does he say? So you will abound in every good work. We are blessed to be a blessing. Right? You're blessed to be a blessing. Philippians 4.19, but my God shall supply all you need according to whose riches? His riches in glory. By Christ Jesus. If we're not careful, we can come and we can fill up and we can miss moments to multiply. There's moments that God wants to multiply. There's moments that God wants to use what he's done in your life to reach other people around you. Generosity happens to be one of the ways that God reveals himself through you to the world around you. God wants to reveal himself through you to the rest of the world. And generosity is one of the ways that we do that. And not just generosity through money, but generosity through your time. Generosity uh, through you just sitting and listening to someone, having a cup, a cup of coffee with them, and just hearing their story, hearing somebody out, seeking to understand what they're going through. And sometimes it's spending time praying with someone who absolutely needs it. So maybe you stop in the middle of your job because you see uh, your coworker Susie is just having a rough day, and you don't care what the boss man says because we're here to please God more than we are people, and you stop and you pray. We're called to give. And you know God answers prayers because he's done it in your life and he wants to do it through your life. But sometimes we miss those moments that God wants to multiply the seed that he's put in you. We miss it because we're more busy being consumers than we are contributors. Again, there's a time to grow, there's a time to feed, there's a time to be filled, but we are called to give. Because of God's mercy to me, then I should give mercy to other people. It's not just about money. I'm not just going to talk about money today, so you can relax. Because God has shown me grace, I should be able to give grace. Because God has forgiven a, a, a sorry joker like me, I should be able to forgive other people. Because God has loved me, I will love others. Because God has blessed me, I will be a blessing to other people. God wants to do something in you so that he can do something through you and reach the world around you. And once you give to God, he will multiply. Time and time again throughout his word, we see moments for what is given to God, he multiplies it. There was a little boy with a few fish and a few loaves of bread. He gave it and Jesus multiplied it and fed a bunch of people. What we give to God is multiplied, whether that's your life, whether that's that tithe, or an offering, or your time serving, whatever to God, what we give God, He will multiply. So God has done all this stuff in my life, so guess what? I'm going to give Him my life. Remember, we read from Romans chapter 12, verse 1 last week, in view of God's mercy, I give my life as a living sacrifice. In view of what God has done in my life, in view of everything He's done for me, I'm going to give that Back. It's one of the reasons why I'm a pastor, because the, I know the, the church may have hurt a lot of people. Guess what? It was people that hurt you, not God, but, but that's another story altogether. But, but because the church has been going so good to me, I said, God, you know what? I want to be that good to other people. For us, because of everything that God has done, we should look for moments to multiply, because 
man, I'm going to miss those things just worrying about me. I'm going to miss out on what God wants to really do in my life just worrying about me. And, and guess what? We don't have to worry about us. Why? Because my God meets my needs according to his riches and glory, right? Uh, 1 Corinthians 9, 10. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and it will enlarge your bank account. And it will enlarge uh, your, your stuff. No, it will enlarge the harvest of what? Your righteousness. What we give to God, he multiplies, right? And God meets our need with a seed. He doesn't just give us the whole harvest, right? He meets our need with a seed. And, he, and because he gives more than, than we could ever ask or imagine, because he's able and he does bless us abundantly, guess what? I have more than, I don't have to worry about him being in need because he's my shepherd. I shall not be in war. And so because he blesses me with more than enough seed, guess what? I can give and I can give and I can be generous and I can be gracious, uh, gracious and, and I can show love and I can give all these things because he's given it all to me anyway. It's his, it's not mine. And therefore, I can bless other people. What you do with the seed will determine the harvest. So if you sow sparingly, you will reap sparingly. If you sow generously, guess what? You will reap generously. What you put in, you will get out. And it's not just about money. It's a principle. This is a principle at play that works not with just money, but with grace that we're supposed to show to other people, with love that we're supposed to show to other people. And not just people that look like us and sound like us and live the same economic life that we live. You have a story that needs to be shared. It, it can be an act of kindness. You might just need to be an ear for someone to talk to. Maybe mentoring someone, which discipleship happens when you take time to mentor someone. Maybe it's a couple, that, a married couple that's struggling and, and you, you've been through some stuff in your marriage. So you can come alongside of, of this married couple and help them. You might be a father to someone who doesn't have one. There's so many different ways that, that we can give and watch God multiply. Because what you give to God is multiplied. No, you, I don't know if you've ever been around farming and stuff like that, but... Uh, my grandfather used to grow all his own vegetables, so there, there's many times, and I know many of you have been through this, I, I had to go out to the garden to get potatoes out of the ground to go for mom to cook. I've snapped a few green beans back in my day, y'all. Y'all might think I'm just this young guy up here, like I hadn't done nothing, but I, I've snapped some peas and, and some green beans at you in my day, okay? It is, it is. But what you sow... When you sow, it gets bigger, right? What you put into it, you know you can't just throw out some seed on the ground and just hope for God, hey God, just be blessed and hope it, hope it grows. <laughs> you take time, and you got to plow the ground, you got to take time, you put the seed in, you fertilize it, you water it, you take care of it, and it grows, it produces, and it's the same for us, what God gives us, as we sow it, he will multiply it. Perfect point of this is when Abraham, y'all remember Abraham? Back in the Old Testament, God made this, this promise to him that he would be the father of many nations. But there was one problem with that. That's that him and his wife could not have children. But God says, no, I'm going to give you a son. He didn't realize that that son was a seed. So God gives him this son. And then that very thing, that very promise, that very thing that God said, hey, I'm going to give you. And did give him. Guess what he asked? I want you to give it back. I don't want you to sacrifice your son. You remember that story? 
I'm a, I want you to give your son. So Abraham was thankful. Abraham took his son up. They went up to, to, to go and put him down and sacrifice him to the Lord. But God stopped him and, and, and said, no, because you've been faithful. Guess what? This son that is a seed, I'm going to provide you now with the sacrifice. And then I'm going to multiply. Because of your faithfulness, because you've obeyed me, I'm going to multiply this seed now. So now we sing this song that we have sung for our whole life. Father Abraham, and son, and son, and it's like this never-ending song that you sing for like 20 minutes. Wow. I gave him a promise. God gave him a seed. And Abraham gave it back to him. And God multiplied it for generation after generation after generation. This is Abraham's legacy. And God's promise was fulfilled in his life. Even before... He had Isaac, his son. God said, your descendants are going to be as many as the stars. I'm going to multiply this. It created a, a ripple effect. He was willing to give what God had already given him. And God uh, stretched him. Like, like, can you imagine God asking him, you, I gave you your children. Can you give those back to me? Can you sacrifice them? Right? I mean, we don't do that like that. But I believe God is asking for us to give our children to him. That's why we have them dedicated to the Lord. That's why we raise them up according to what the Bible tells us to. Well, man, what if God asked you to do what, what he asked Abraham to do? Many of us are like, oh, wait, wait, wait. God, did I hear you right? You sure you want me to do this? I don't know. If that, that don't sound right. Let me, let, me go, let me go check your word. Let me make sure that this lines up. Many of us would question that. God will stretch you to check you sometimes. He will stretch you to check you as a means to do undue comfort in your life. So can we allow the Holy Spirit to work in us so that we solely trust God? So that we only trust in Him and not our stuff and not our, our bank account and, and not the things that we want. And we just want Him like we said this morning. Abraham was willing to give what God had already given. What did verse 7 in 2 Corinthians 9 say? That we read. It said, God loves a what? A cheerful giver. Now, do I expect you to go with your, your offering envelope and go back to the box back there and, and just go back there just to laughing all the way back to the box? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. That's not what that means. It means that God loves a willing giver. Someone who's willing. Willing to obey him. Willing to trust him at his word. Willing to say, you know what, God? Here's my 10%. And you know what? Because I love you so much. Because you have done so much in my life. Here's a little bit more than 10%. And I know, God, as I give it. It's not about me. I know you're going to multiply this, and lives are going to be touched and changed in this ministry. That's what it means to be a cheerful giver. Right? Abraham was willing, willing to give back what God had already blessed him with. He was willing. A cheerful giver, a, will, a willing giver is someone who gets it. Someone who gets it, not someone who's like, oh, I gotta give. Pastor's preaching about money again today, so I gotta give, so he'll stay off my back, off my toes. No, no, a willing giver is someone who takes joy in giving because they understand multiplication. They understand the impact, the ripple effect that they're giving of their time, their talents, and their treasures, the giving of their life, the giving of the seed that God had already given them. Worship team, you guys can come on up. The reason that this is a problem for a lot of people is because giving is a heart matter. I mentioned this earlier, I mentioned it before, especially when it comes to the money. It's the number one thing we contention with our hearts. Giving is a heart matter. It's not about 
getting blessed. Even though that happens, God is faithful, God is more than willing. We are blessed so that we can bless others. 2 Corinthians 9-11 says, You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, guess what happens? Your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. So think about this. What impact can you have in the world around you because you are willing to give? Because you're willing to give your time to somebody. Because you're willing to stop in the middle of your day and recognize, hey, I need to pray for this person. Because you're willing to stop in the middle of the day and say, you know what, I see this person is struggling. I think I need to go talk to them. And just listen. Oh, you know, you know, I'm going, going through the line at the grocery store. Many of us, we're just trying to get in and out, right? We miss the moments sometimes. We miss these moments to multiply. We miss these moments to give. But what kind of impact can we have in the world where we are willing to give, whether it's our money, our time, whatever it might be? Generosity is a way for the world around you to see God through you. God wants to multiply what He's done inside of you. And, and guess what? What you keep, that's all you have. But what you give, God multiplies. God multiplies. We're able to get this, though. We're able to get it when we realize what we have is not ours. Our very own life is not our own. And we're able to get this concept. We're able to really get a hold of this matter of giving. And, and we're able to get a hold of generosity when we realize that, that, that what I have is not even mine. We, we inherit it from God. This life, our time, our stuff. So many times we think that, that we don't have enough, and, and guess what? If you think that mentality, if you have that mentality, you live with that mentality, guess what? You are always going to have not enough. It's a scarcity mindset. But an abundance mindset is, guess what? God is my supplier. God is my provider. And he has more than enough. Because we have more than enough in him and through him, we are blessed to be a blessing. That's what disciples do. Think about this. Think about this. When was the last time that someone saw you and like, oh, there he is. There. That's the one. Praise God for this person. Praise God because, man, they were so generous and they gave. And I wasn't expecting them to pay for my lunch. I wasn't expecting them uh, to, to help me out. I wasn't expecting this, this to show up at my door. This neighbor, he helped, helped me out. There's that generous guy. Praise God. When was my stomach? I was like, oh, there goes, uh, you know, so-and-so. Like, she was, she was so awesome. God in heaven, come on, I, I worship you. I praise you because uh, that person was so generous to me. When was the last time someone was like, oh, hey, did you hear about that lady? That, that whenever there's someone in need, they go out of the way and they give. And, and they give their resources. They give their time. They give their time. And they serve. They help do all kinds of things. And, and because of that, man, we just... Yeah, but thank God. When was the last time someone said that about you? When was the last time someone worshiped God because you were so godlike because of your generosity? Right? We are never more like God than when we are generous, right? Because God has given us everything, because God gave us his son Jesus. Guess what? We should be more than willing to give and be over and abundantly generous. We should be the most generous people on the face of the planet because of what God has done. In our life. What about when people are out there and they see you wearing your transforming life shirts, t-shirt, or, or they know, hey, I know they go to church and, 
and they're on Turkey Creek Road. I, I think it's Transformer Lunch. Yeah, yeah. Like, what, 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 what do they say? They see you, and it's like, oh, yeah, man, I know that church. They're so generous. Like, like yeah, my kids got Christmas uh, presents at Christmas time because they do this Christmas joy thing. Right? That church is a giving church. That church isn't just about money, right? That church isn't just about this thing or that. that they love to give. What, what would happen if someone saw your shirt and like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I know that church. They were at my kids' school handing out school supplies. Because we did that the past two summers, right? Hey, yeah, that's that generous. That's that giving church. They like to give. That, that, that's that church that has free events. They don't charge a cover charge to come in. They just they just open it up for everybody to come and have, have a good time and enjoy. That's that generous church. What would people say if you were walking around town with your shirt on or, or they, they knew you were from Transforming Life Church? They knew us because of our generosity. What, what, what if someone's like, yeah, I know that church because every last Wednesday of the month they give out boxes of food and, and I go and I go get that food or I know someone who goes and gets that food. And man, that's a, that's a giving, generous church. Oh, that's that church that every Tuesday on Facebook they pray. They pray, they take prayer requests live on, on Facebook and they, they pray for people. Man, I'm just so blessed because they, they pray. Come on. What would that look like if people knew this church because we're that church that gives? Because we're that church that prays? Because we're that church that shows the love of Jesus. And it all happens because of what he has done in our life. What if we really get this church? What is the impact that we can have on this town? What is the impact that we can have in Dover and in Sefner and in right here in Little Old Turkey Creek and in Plant City and all the surrounding areas in Durant? Come on. What would that look like? Can you picture that for a moment? Can you picture the lives that would be touched and changed? Can you picture the lives that would not just be changed in the here and now, but for the rest of their life? The ripple effect that generosity has. Come on, will you stand with me this morning? Because we are blessed and blessed abundantly, because we have more than enough, we are able to be a blessing. Let's become sowers. And let's help sow sparingly. Come on. Let's be sower. Let's be the most generous people on the planet. Let's learn to see moments to multiply, to give what God has done in our lives so that He can multiply it. My prayer is that we would become a church so full of true disciples, so full of Christ followers, so radically generous that people look and they praise God because. They've been so blessed and they have seen so many blessed. Come on, can we pray this morning? In a few moments, we're going to open our altars. If anybody wants prayer for anything today, we're going to worship one time together. Let's really spend this time. I know you're probably thinking about lunch already. and We'll get to that. That food's not going anywhere. But come on, for the rest of our time together, can we seek after God today? Because I believe He wants to change our hearts. I believe He's calling us to be true disciples. But can we pray this morning? Before we do anything else, Father, Father, make us individuals, God, that are more like you. God, make us true disciples. May we be so stirred in our heart after everything that you've done for us and in us, God. After all of your generosity to us, after all the grace you've given, after all the mercy you have shown, Father, to the love, God, that you've given us. Lord, may we be the most generous people. Make us big, big, big givers, God. God, help us to handle our wealth responsibly, God. Whether that's budgeting, 
God, first and foremost, tithing and giving to you first and trusting you with our finances. But God, in everything, God, everything that you've given us, help us to be good stewards of God. Change our hearts to not just hold on to it, to not just consume, but God, to learn to be spiritual contributors. Come on, who in this room would say, man, I'm, I'm in. Who would in this room, you would say, you would raise your hand, you would say publicly, yes, I'm in. I'm ready to be more generous. I'm ready because of God, because of all that you are, and because he's just in the room and he's stirring you right now. You would raise your hand and say, yes, that's me. I want to be more generous. Come on, would you raise your hand in the room? Yeah, come on, come on. More generous. Come on, incredibly more generous. In everything in my life, God, I just want to go all in. I just want to give my life away. My time, my talents, my treasures, God, not just my money, but grace and love and mercy to the world around the corner. That's you. Come on. Come on. Just, just pray. Would you say this to God? Would you say, God, make me more like you, God? God, take my selfish nature and change it, God. Lord, help me to see the ripple effect, Lord, that would happen because you want me to be more generous. God, make me more generous. Come on, if that's your prayer, just pray that out loud right now. Say, God, make me more generous in all of my life. Not just money. Come on. More generous, God. Right now, God, I pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, that you would change us from the inside out. God, increase the blessing so much upon us. God, that seed that you've given us, God, you give in abundance, Lord. But not so that we can just hold on to it, but God, so that we can give it away. God, make us a people more compelled to give and give and give. And God, let us see the joy in it. God, let us see the, your heart in all of it. And God, let us see, Lord. Let's see, those who, who may not be blessed materially right now, God, maybe those who are, are not as blessed financially, God, that they would learn to, to give and sacrificially give. And God, I say, give it away, God. Lord, would you show up in their life, Lord? You, you, your word says you supply the seed. You supply the need more than enough. God, whether it's a penny of our money or, or a day of our time, God, help us to feel the joy of giving sacrificially. God, compel us to trust in you, God, but we want to hold on to things, but we want to hold on to our time, but we want to hold on to our stuff and our, our money, God, but we want to hold on to your grace and your love. God, help us to learn to give. Compel us to trust you in this area. God, may we be wise as we give. God, may we be good stewards and honoring you, blessed to be a blessing. And as we give, God, as we are more generous, Lord, God, may people praise you through that generosity. God, may people come to know you. God, may there be salvation and deliverance, Father. May people turn their eyes to you through the generosity of your people, God. May it not be about us. May it not be about us giving anything. May it not be about your blessing. But God, may it be about just simply giving what you've already richly given us. Today, come on, with everybody still praying, are we still in this attitude of worship and prayer and seeking God since it's a heart matter? Maybe today you need God to do a work in your heart and change your heart in this area of giving. Maybe giving is tough for you and you need God to change your heart. Maybe, maybe, maybe you don't know Jesus Christ at all as your Lord and Savior. Maybe to you, you need to start a relationship with him today and he needs to change your heart Hey, thanks for tuning in this week. If you'd like more info about our church, if you'd like to make a donation to our ministry here at Transforming Life, go to www.tlchurchpc.com.
www.lifechangingmissions.com. If you haven't been to our church yet, we would love to meet you. Come by for a life-changing experience. God bless.